Welcome in everyone, Mad Talk Sports episode 43, special number here as it's the uh, Mopi Seeker 43 episode. So, Drake, are you ready for it? <laughs> no player needed. No player needed. I'm the player. <laughs> I bet you're happy you finally got to wear 43 because, you know, you ruined that. We don't have to rehash <laughs> I wear number that, 10. But... <laughs> so, you know, I ran into Cole this past weekend and he goes, he goes, you know, by the way, 10 was a sick number for a defensive end to wear it. I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm like, I suck. like that's the biggest regret of my life was not wearing 43. Yeah. I mean, Kish wore 10. He did. But for you, yeah, no. <laughs> Wasn't a good look. No, it was a bad decision. But is what it is. And that is not super relevant to what we'll talk about today, but obviously we've got NBA stuff to get into. Last week was the preview episode, which was prediction-based. Now it's more so story-based. We got through a couple of opening night games, and there'll be more games here tonight. But it will still be NFL-heavy because NFL is king on Mad Talk, at least during the season. Yeah, I'm ready yeah. for basketball season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited for it. I, don't get me wrong. It's just, you know, if if two games are on, you know, basketball and football, I'm choosing football. It's respectable. But then again, Depends I'm not in playing. basketball league. Yeah, that's true. I'm in six of them. Oh, my God. How many was your football <laughs> number by the end? Uh, Today, this year was pretty late. I think I have... Oh. I don't know. I know I have at least 21. <laughs> How is that light? At least. Well, because usually it's a lot more. But If you don't win at least two of them, it's over. I probably won't. Actually, I'll probably win one of them at least, I think. But Bold statement knows? for week seven, week eight. I mean, but yeah, yeah. It's too early. It's too early. You know, everything's changing so fast. But the big winner, or there is a big winner that we do know about, and that is uh, that's me. The the Bucks resigned Giannis or extended Giannis. So <laughs> you know, major W's for for Bucks fans everywhere. But uh, nice extension, three years, one hundred eighty six million, which brings Giannis's contract through the twenty seven twenty eight season. Though that season he does have a player option, but it keeps him locked in Milwaukee for at least the duration of Dame's contract, which you know gives the Bucks clarity in building out their roster for the next few years here and maximizing their window with Giannis and now with Dame. Drake, what do you think about that contract? I mean, it's good. You sign arguably and debatably the best player in the league, and. You know there were there there were talks of him maybe being gone, maybe leaving or whatever. But it seems like he wants to be there. So I mean, why wouldn't he, right? I mean, right. Won a championship already. Yeah. You know, so why would he leave? Having a great career in Milwaukee. So yeah. But dude, it it's crazy. He was drafted in 2013. It's already been 10 years. Wow. 
Yeah. Doesn't seem like that long. No. I mean. I was thinking maybe like he was drafted in 2013. No way. Yes, sir. 15th pick. I thought he was. Dang. What were we, freshmen? Yep. No way. Yeah, that's crazy. Yep. I thought he was drafted more like, you know, junior year. 2016, but no, I maybe remember. that's when he actually, you know. Yeah, no, yeah, that's when he yeah. became like a household name. Before then, yeah. it was just me. I was the one caping for him and talking about how, like, oh man, we got we got Jared Dudley, we got we got OJ Mayo and Jared Bayless. Like it's over. <laughs> you know, I do remember. I didn't know it was that long ago, but I do remember you talking about drafting Giannis. Yeah, obviously, I mean, you know, it wasn't like I watched him a lot, you know, yeah. playing in, in Greece or anything like that. It was, <laughs> you know, I was going to like whoever we got, but, you know, I liked the potential. And I like it's, how it worked You know, out. I will say, like, the biggest thing for me with Giannis is just his physical growth is just insane. Yeah. Like, how much weight he's actually put on is just I mean, granted, it has been 10 years now, so it's like, eh, whatever. But even, you know, four or five years ago, his 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 muscle mass was – the growth is beyond, like, wow, Jesus. I don't know what kind of steroids they put him on, but okay. it worked. <laughs> he was just never used to American food, bro. There's always these videos of him, like, <laughs> trying something for the first time, and he's like, oh, corn dog, I love America. He's like, oh, a brat, <laughs> I love America. Like the amount of videos of that I've seen is, is probably only like three, but still, it's just wild that it's happened more than once. He's, he's I love the Chick Fil A video of him in the Chick Fil A drive-through after winning the oh yeah 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 championship yeah man so, of the yeah, people I mean, yeah but yeah good deal I mean big contract obviously and I guess you got something to look forward to but you know. At least basketball is not like football, you know, where, like, the stars, they want these big contracts, and then they're like, oh, let me just sit the bed like Joe Burrow, but. Wow. Sneak dissing. <laughs> you've got uh, you've got something to look forward to, obviously. And like you said, it's the duration of Dame, so. Yeah. If that works out, which I think it will, it could, it might, probably will, but. Those are the options. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the other thing to note is the way that the contract is set up. Giannis can now, he can be eligible again for another mini like three-year extension in 2026 and be eligible for a long-term extension in 2028. So if things are going well in Milwaukee and he chooses to say, this maximizes his earning potential over the prime of his career because of just the way that the uh, the way that the collective bargaining agreement has worked and how it's going to change contracts moving forward, it was a good time now to extend and take advantage of that. So all reports show that the Bucks were the one that pushed this contract and wanted to get it done, which is smart for them, but it's good for Giannis too in terms of just, you know, again, maximizing how much he can make from contracts. Well, got to get through this one first. That's true. Yeah. But so not to get but, too far down the road. Uh but but yeah, it's it's good to know at least. It's that definitely that's a good. possibility and on the table. So right. 
you know, for both, for both sides too. And, you know, it's good to have that mutual, that mutually beneficial partnership for the player and the team on the polar opposite of that spectrum, Drake, before we move on. Oh boy. Three years for both Giannis and Dame. If there is no championship in those three years, would you consider that experiment a failure? Is that what you think the what would not like? Is it championship or or bust? Like obviously they're they're going to be good, but is it championship or bust for that? You know. All right, I got a cheeky answer and I got a a, a real answer. Cheeky answer: There's no failure in sports, Drake. Giannis already told us that. Um, that's my cheeky answer. But in all reality, like, yeah, we're we're all in uh, on this, which we should be, and we were anyways. So. Yeah, it's, it's either you win a championship or uh, maybe not bust because the Bucks aren't that level of a franchise to where, like, if we're not hanging banners in the rafters for rings, like, it's a waste. Like, I've been I've been driving this bus as far as, like, you know, in the past, Bucks fans, we would, we would have given up our soul for making to the second round of the playoffs. Like, <laughs> I do value what we've been able to do. Obviously, the goal is championships, and we've only raised expectations with bringing in another elite-level all-time player in Dame. So, yeah, that's obviously what you want from a business standpoint. But for a team like Milwaukee, just keeping Giannis longer is a major W, in my opinion. All right. Because, you know, well, yeah, you got to get him in New York for seven years. <laughs> But polar opposite, you know, one of the East rivals, I guess you could say. Not a real rival. But 76er news. James Harden reported with his bags ready to go to Milwaukee. And they said, no, you're going to stay here. Have fun not getting on the plane, James Harden. You go back to the strip club. Oh, my God. <laughs> they hit him with, I hope you packed light because you're not coming with. Oh, <laughs> uh, that. When I seen that, I was like, oh, my God. Like, does this mean it's over for James Harden and, and Philadelphia? Or do you, is it punishment? Does this, Just a... does this mean it's over? No, it was already over. So, I mean. Well, that's what I thought, but why haven't they traded him yet? I don't think anyone really wants him <laughs> enough to give up real pieces. There's a story that the Clippers offered like Terrence Mann and picks for Harden, and or maybe it was the other way around. I just know that was the deal on the table, and someone said no. So that's like the threshold is like you're getting like a you know all right starter slash high end backup and then draft picks. For someone who's a former MVP, someone who's finished top three in the MVP, what, five times in his career? Like, not a great return on what you gave up for Harden in the first place. So, I think the Sixers are playing hardball like they did with Ben Simmons when they took forever to trade him. And I think they're going to try to wait to see who can be the most desperate in two months. Who's going to have the slow start? Let's say it's the... The Kings are a bad example, but a team like the Kings who like has aspirations as far as like, we should be taking the next step. If they start off to a meddling 10 and 10 start, maybe they're willing to throw an extra chip or two in to go get a Harden and just kind of like 
shake the snow globe, if you will. But again, Kings are a bad example, but you know what I mean. I was going to say, and like, I'm just trying to think of like who would even, I don't know. The Rockets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was, I don't know. I don't know what, I think he's a bad, I don't know. He. I want to know what's up with his, you know, strategy of getting out of teams. Like, I don't think he should play anywhere. Let him... Yeah, he's talented, but like just the demeanor of having Harden around the locker room and everything, it just seems like it's not. I don't think he deserves a job. Mm. In all honesty, I mean, like he's done this with every team he's been on besides the Thunder. Yeah. You know, tried to get like gotten out of it just by purposely getting out of the team, like forcing them. Quitting and not even like, yeah, quitting, like not even demanding, like, oh, hey, trade me. It's disappearing for 10 days or wearing a, a fat suit. And, you know, like it's just a bunch of petty stuff that he is forcing their hand, I guess you could say, with stuff that doesn't need to be done. I don't know. Not professional. There you go. No, no, it's not. And, he should have stayed in Brooklyn, man. Like he really should mm-hmm. have. Yeah, and I don't know what happened there. You know, like that was just a pretty sure it was a Kyrie thing. Like he was, I'm pretty sure he rubbed wrong with Kyrie and was done with it. He's like, I'm out. Like get rid of me. I can't, you know, can you th- think of another player who's done it that way? At least one about it that way. What, quitting like that? Yeah. Not really. No. Not a player of that caliber. No. And it sucks, too, because let's rewind the clock like eight months. Like, he was leading the league in assists. Everyone was talking about how he was so crucial to making things work with Embiid. He had two mm-hmm. awesome playoff games before the meltdown that, you know, kind of always comes with him. Like there were some positives in Philly. It wasn't a failure, at least, you know, depending on your standard, but like it was working to a degree. Like there was, was no gonna, reason yeah. to blow this up. Something, it was, there was something to build on, you know, they played. They played Boston tough. Yeah, exactly. So it was something to build on something that, you know, that, Obviously, we've seen that that Harden and Embiid could work, and it was working well. But I just I don't know what happened. I don't know, and maybe he's just a time bomb. Maybe that's just the way his personality works. I guess all of a sudden. Well, I guess not all of a sudden, but like, (laughs) yeah. It was like as soon as the Rockets got past the point of like competing for the Western conference, like right when that flip switched, he flipped a switch and he was done. He was done being the, you know, the model citizen for the team. If he ever, if he ever was that, maybe that stuff was just kept quiet pretty well. Like, you know, like we often hear about in other stories, like, you know, we didn't hear anything about Antonio Brown outbursts in Pittsburgh, but then the moment he leaves the building and goes to uh, the Raiders, it's, you know, every day, something new. So that could be the case too. Uh, I mean, what do you think he's got CT? 
I'm not saying that. No, I don't I know. know. Giannis did right. hit him pretty hard in the face with the ball that one time. You remember that? <laughs> maybe that's what, you know, maybe that's what did it. Maybe Giannis just is the Giannis reason for the, <laughs> Giannis is the reason for James Harden's downfall. Once, once Giannis took that MVP when Harden thought he was going to get it. And then, you know, that kind of started their little beef for a little bit there. Kind of. I mean, that's when the media started to turn on Harden, too, is like, you know, if you remember in the all-star draft, Giannis didn't take Harden and then Barkley jokes like, oh, you don't want the dribbler? Like, you know, like the media started <laughs> to turn on Harden at that Yeah. Point. And that's, you know, that's what it, what happens. It's, it's all, it's, it, it, uh, I'm not going to get into the media. <laughs> that's a, yeah. that's a maybe in-season in topic or whatever, but. Agreed. Well, let's uh, let's take a break from actually no one other thing to talk about briefly on the basketball front. So we got some news per se or update for LeBron year. What is this? Twenty one year. Twenty one. He will be on a minutes restriction per his per the recommendation of his personal uh, trainer, instructor, whatever you want, a fitness instructor, whatever it is, but like his trainer, you know, his trusted advisor from a health standpoint and body perspective has him on a minutes restriction and the Lakers obviously agree to it and everything like that. So for this year, 28 to 30 minutes is their target per game. Drake, what does this mean for LeBron? And what does this mean for the Lakers? I mean, I would, I kind of, would expect it. I mean, I actually like it more than say, is it? I don't know. Is it his 20th? It's either his 20th or 21st year. I don't know why I'm blanking on it, but I like it more than like trying to load manage him, I guess, where he's taking games off. Mm. If they can help him play more games, but he's only playing 30 minutes, whatever, then. It's fine. I mean, he's been in the league 20, 21 years, whatever the number is. And But if it's going to be crucial time, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, we've only seen it for one game. We'll have to see how it plays out. I don't think we've – we haven't really seen this for a healthy player with that caliber to the team. You know, he's still – I still think he's the best player on that team. I just don't think Anthony Davis is as consistent enough as it could be. But, you know, to have your best player, healthy player, be on a minute restriction, we haven't seen that happen. So I don't know how it's going to play out. Um, But he's old, so simple. I don't think he's going to be out there playing 38 minutes every game, you know? Yeah, I wonder – what would happen though, if the Lakers down the stretch, find themselves in a bind, you know, they're 35 and 35, you know, there's 12 games to go right now. You're sitting at the eight seat or the nine seat or whatever. And you're looking down the barrel, the shotgun. And you're saying right now, if the season ends, we're playing the nuggets in the first round. And that means our season's over. Like LeBron, we need you to do 36 minutes a night now. So we can jump to the seven seat or the six seat or whatever, and then play, the Kings or whoever it is like, hmm. that's what I would expect. Cause I don't think of this is like a need thing. Like LeBron's obviously the most, the single most durable athlete of all time. Like there's no arguing that even now 
that he has been, you know, injured the past couple of, or, you know, a couple of the past few seasons, he's still more ha- healthy than Kevin Durant. He's still more healthy than people, you know, five, six, seven, eight years. He's more healthy than AD for crying out loud. Like he, it's, it's not that he has to, but I think the Lakers, like, you know, you kind of said are trying to be, they're trying to save him because they know he is their only hope in, in doing uh. anything that they want to do. Like if he gets nicked up, in the playoffs, like their season's over. Yeah, I mean, so hopefully it works, you know. Um, yeah. And it's twenty twenty three, so it's been twenty years. Side note, but uh, um, twenty years of consistent play. You know, he hasn't had a bad season in twenty years. Twenty years of no being healthy. 20 years of being the team's leader, you know, like hopefully it helps, you know, gives them some longevity, I guess, for the season where he's not missing half the season or or whatever. And he could still continue to play at a high level. But yeah, if they do get, get into that, I don't know. Cause if he goes, like you said, if he goes all year playing 25, 28 to 30 minutes or whatever the the restriction is. And then all of a sudden they're like, Hey, we're going to bump you up to 38. Risky. And like something coach Bud did a lot with Giannis is he would hold Giannis in the regular season to about that 30 minute mark, which is crazy that Giannis is putting up MVP numbers in 30 minutes. But what that meant is in playoff time when you're like, all right, Giannis, we need 36, we need 38 out of you. It's like, you're not, you don't have the win for it. You haven't built it up Mm -hmm. over the course of an 82 game season to actually do that. So when you think you could just, you know, hit the pedal and go zero to 60. Like it just, your body doesn't work that way. Like you got to build up a tolerance. You got to build up a resistance to it. I'm like I said, I'm curious to see how it's going to play out. Like, I wonder if that minute restriction is going to hold all year. Um, Yeah. If it's going to work all year, if it keeps him playing all year, you know, I'm just, I'm curious to see how it, all plays out in general. Yeah. You know, it's, but like, you know, like I said, like we, we've said, it's 20 years of, of consistency and longevity, you know, so. Yeah. And he's still playing at a high level and he's just not, like, this is the first minutes restriction I think he's probably ever been on. So. Most likely, I would imagine. We'll see how it works, I guess, and yeah. how it works for them because they're 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 not going to be good without LeBron. So, no, especially not in a stacked West. So, like, we'll we'll see. Like, maybe this won't be a thing by the time you know January February rolls around. So, something to keep an eye on. Like, you know, obviously right now it's just it's just news. It's you know it is what it is. He's an older player. Like, you want to preserve him. So, totally understandable. Yeah. Now, to pivot away from basketball, right now we got our first move of trades. We got a Kevin Bayard going from the Titans to the Eagles uh, in a trade revolving around late round picks and um, what's his name? Edmonds. He used to be on your guys' team, right? Yep. Uh, yep. Safety. No. Yeah. I don't Tremaine know if Edmonds. it's Trell or Tremaine. It's one of the one two. One of the two. One of them's the one on, the Bears. on the Bears. That's not on the Bears. Yeah. Tr- I think that's Tremaine. 
So that's the first move, the first domino to fall. And I I think it was a great move as always, as yeah, always I mean, for the Eagles. I mean, the Eagle and the Eagles are in the Titans' uh, back pocket, I guess, or the Titans are in the Eagles' back pocket. You know, like A.J. Brown and Kevin Bayard. Come on. So, I don't know what there's so there's got to be some collusion going on there with the Eagles and the Titans. I, I don't know though. The GM that traded AJ Brown got fired last year after AJ Brown <laughs> just absolutely ate the Titans for breakfast in week 11 or whatever it was. But dude, what it's getting to me Drake now is it if you remember like really more so in like Belichick's prime, the Patriots, every time they made a trade, 3 months later you're like, "Oh my god, they swindled them." To the point to where, like, I always said, like, if I'm a GM and I get a call from the Patriots and they offer me a trade, I just assume I'm getting screwed. And I say, screw you and hang up. Like, the Eagles are entering that territory. Have they made a bad move? Have they misstepped in terms of player additions and player subtractions and whatever it might be? Like, I don't think so. No. No. (laughs) I mean, you know, um. DeAndre Swift's looking uh, uh, awesome. phenomenal. Yeah. You know, like, where was this in, in Detroit? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's – no, it's Cam, – Cam Sutton's playing great for him. Right. Wait, he's on the Dolphins. I mean, the – Detroit. The Lions. Yeah. I switched. He's doing pretty well, though, I think. But, yeah. But, Who like, even, like, when they oh, brought in uh, Darius Slay, like – and. Bradbury's Bradbury. Bradbury. Uh, yeah. So that's who I was trying to say, but I was thinking of the Steelers Cam Sutton, but anyways, yeah. Um, I don't think they made a bad move. And I, I just think that that's like the Patriots, like you're talking about. So, right. It's like, I would not do business with them. I'd be like, I'm sorry. Like you are just too smart that it makes me feel dumb. No, thank you. I guess you could say them getting Robert Quinn last year from the Bears because Robert Quinn did absolutely nothing for them, but that was like a chips deal. It was probably like a fifth, sixth rounder. Like, if that's your misstep, like, have at it. I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, and there's there's more talk for them of trades. So they're gonna maximize their window. They really will. There's um I think they're just rumors, but I seen now how would you feel? I seen a couple that the Eagles are knocking on the Broncos door for certain. Could you imagine if they fleece that? Um No. Just rumors, <laughs> but like you know, with the Eagles, I don't think anything's off the table. If they're knocking on the Broncos' door, I feel like they could cook something up, you know, do some type of finessing. But that would be – I mean, I I could see the Broncos moving Sertan because they need to start yeah. getting their picks back because they gave up, you know, three firsts and three seconds to get Russ and Sean Payton to just to be, you know, two and four or whatever, like – they they need to start getting some equity to build their team. You can't do fuck them picks if you're losing. And obviously he's the most valuable player on that team. So you're going to get yep. the most picks from him. Um, I, I've seen a lot of, of talk 
on teams that are ringing the bell for him. I believe it. I think, I think we've got some picks we could offer. Well, you, we know you guys actually. No, I like I like Porter so far, but I was gonna say, yeah. I was gonna say we know you guys aren't the greatest at drafting corners. You usually got to bring in veterans. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Porter's island right now. He's an island boy for sure. Will he be to the level of making on next year's top 10? Hey, I think he's only allowed like two catches this year. Respect. So, and the uh, side note, not to get too off track talking about the Steelers, but uh, <laughs> Pat uh, Patterson, Peterson, Peterson is um transitioning to safety a little bit. Oh, a little bit. Yeah. Because, because um, Porter's just playing better than him, but obviously he still needs to be on the field. So right, he's playing That's a little cool. little safety. I don't know oh, if it'll yeah. be you know a permanent move, but I've seen he's been getting some reps there. I like that. It's a good move. I agree. Because now you got Minka, Peterson, and Porter all on the field. Yeah. Best 11. Yeah. Best 11. I mean, and you got to be flexible in the NFL. Yeah. Your spot taken, but if you can move somewhere else, you can stay out there. Yep. But, yeah. Well, now to get back on the rails away from the the Pittsburgh pod. Uh, So, now specifically with the trade deadline, it's next week. I believe it's – Tuesday, I forget the time of day it always is, but with it fast approaching, let's do a little mini draft per se of trades that we want to see or expect to see. I'm really, I went heavier on the expect to see route, but you know, want to see is perfectly valid too. So Drake, do you want to start or do you want me to kick off? Go ahead. Okay. So this first one, I've been wanting to say this for a couple of weeks now because I really think this one is in the category of what will happen, um, not something I want to happen. But we talked about the Broncos and how they might be having some level of a fire sale. I think the one that is like a lock to be gone is Jerry Judy. And I started to think, I'm like, you know, what could be a good fit for him? Like, obviously, a lot of teams could use a receiver. But the team I landed on is actually a team that's quite good, and that's the Detroit Lions. And the reason I went that route is uh, there's a couple aspects to it. So, one, the Lions, they need to start pressing the buttons for maximizing this team that they have right now. They have an awesome O-line. They have an awesome number one receiver in Amon Ra. They have very talented running backs when healthy in Montgomery and Gibbs. They've got Goff, who, when everything around him's clicking, is a very not very good. He's a solid to to good quarterback as far as like you know, ten to fifteenth best in the league, enough to win. He's been to a Super Bowl. We've seen that. The defense is balling right now. However, Jamison Williams has not been a consistent target for them as of yet. Now, obviously, he's only a few games back from suspension, so maybe that'll pick up. But I think you could do better than the than the Williams and the Reynolds and and whoever duos that they got there and bring in another high caliber player to open up the field even more for you. So that was the first one I went with. Cause again, they have a great opportunity right now and they should capitalize on it. 
So, okay, this is going to be funny. Um, I guess it's kind of a draft style. So, like, I put Jerry Judy to the Chiefs, but I'm not going to talk much about that because you already took Jerry Judy. So I'm going to go ahead and act like it's a draft and I can't take Jerry Judy. But off the record, I said Jerry Judy to the Chiefs because I off think the that record, would be a, a good record. landing spot. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I kind of just piggyback off of you because another one of my pick was Sertain to the Lions. So, like, oh. I guess the whole Broncos team is just moving to the Lions. Um, but the Lions have picks to offer. Obviously, you said their defense is balling. Getting certain would just be phenomenal. Like you said, they need to go all in with the team they have now. They're going to make the playoffs. So see what you can do. Adds, you know, a top three, as we both said, island boy to the team. And now you have a stellar defense. Yeah. They got Judy too, you know. Now you have a stellar offense too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think especially after getting, you know, the doors blown off by Baltimore, I think they – we'll get more into this later, but I think they realized yeah. like, you know, you know, yeah, we're good, but, you know, like we still got some work to do, you know. Yeah. Like I, I think that was a, a good eye-opener for them, but we'll get to that later. So you got – so we both went the Lions route. Yeah, having them make moves and actually be buyers. Uh, since you went second there, do you want? Do you have another one prepped so I don't steal another one? Yeah, I mean, I have three here. Well, four, I guess. I have three, but I know one that I never mind. Okay, never mind. Um, I want Chase Young to be traded to the Steelers. It's <laughs> what I want now. There was a lot of talk about in the offseason. Obviously, never happened. Um, I understand that he's still on the trade block, and I would love for that move to happen. That's a want one that I don't expect to happen, but there, like I said, there was rumors, and I would love it to happen. When did Cam Hayward come back yet, or does he have yet to return? Not out. I mean, not back yet. So... Imagine you did get Chase Young and your front was Hayward, Young, TJ, Highsmith. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. But <laughs> RIP quarterbacks. I, th- I think um Ogun Joby would start. It would be Highsmith would move to stand up. It'd be Young, Hayward, Ogun Joby. And TJ Highsmith would be a linebacker, hmm. which would be still RIP quarterbacks. I mean, it already is that kind of. So, yeah, for real. But adding Chase Young to the defense would be, yeah, it'd be lethal. And like I said, I don't know why. Like I said, there were talks about it in the offseason. I've sent it to you a couple yep. times because there's it's it's been rumors all offseason when he originally got placed on the block that we were one of the most interested teams in him. And I don't know why nothing comes of it. Cause nothing ever, nothing ever comes from the Steelers being interested in trading for somebody. I can't think of someone we've traded for besides 
Minka. That's true. But at the <laughs> time, though, people were clowning you guys for that trade because you guys stunk at the time. Yeah, I know. I loved the trade. I remember being surprised that Miami even let him go. But yeah, we didn't give up, you know, our mm. whole inventory for him. I think you gave up. It was either a first or a second like, straight up. Yeah, but. But he was also like the 12th pick. So like it was exactly. very fair. Yeah. It's not like we gave up, you know, our future three, you know, two firsts and a second and a, a third from 2026 for him. Right. You know, we sweet. It was a straight up pick, but I loved the trade. I loved the trade, how it turned out. And, and yeah, now hopefully we can get Chase Young. One thing real quick. We got breaking news. Not really, but uh, Kyle just said, Porzingis is winning MVP this year. <laughs> uh, Kyle's the king of overreactions, and I just looked it up. Uh, Porzingis has 15 points, and they're in the middle of the second quarter, so I guess that explains it. Wow. 15 in the middle of the second. We yeah. should crown him now. <laughs> Skip the next 81 and a half game. <laughs> yeah. It's over. It's over. Wow. Kyle, yeah. scrub. <laughs> Don't make him come back on here and yell at you about the Celtics. <laughs> yeah. Dude, but, I can't wait for the – we got to hurry up and get off. The Spurs play tonight. Victor Wembenyama's uh, debut. We'll probably be talking about it next week in some capacity. Yeah. By that time, they'll have played like, you know, three games though. So we'll have a runway to talk about. So that'll be good. Yeah. So getting back on track so that we can stay within timelines. Uh, next up. I had two options for this one. They're very similar. I'm going to go with the less popular one that I've heard or haven't heard. So Josh Jacobs, I think he is going to be on the move. Raiders aren't really competing for anything. They thought they could sneak to four and three, but you know, woe and behold, I think they forgot that their coach was Josh McDaniel. Um, (laughs) So now they're three and four and it's time to get rid of guys that aren't part of your core, which obviously they don't value Josh Jacobs long-term. I see them dealing him and a team that I think would be knocking on their door to fix their run game, which stinks. Buffalo bills get Josh Jacobs. That dang. Josh Allen would still be the RB one though for that team. Josh, I just I don't believe in the Bills. I said that preseason or when I first came back on. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like the move. I think you know this isn't on here, but I think the Raiders are going to be moving on from a lot. Hunter Renfro is they're working together to find a trade. I mean. He's a wide receiver three, but yeah. um, and trade oh. Devonte man. His his contracts can be hard to move. I know that's the problem. Otherwise, he would have been on my list for sure. But yeah, I'm not saying Josh Jacobs would fix the Bills. We'll Side note later. again. Go ahead. Side note again. Uh, Jacoby Myers has been a fantasy steal. By the yeah. way, yeah, he is. He's balling. He's like in that feeling but, category. Yeah, I know. But 
Um, mine that I, I could see happen that I've seen a lot of talk about is Derrick Henry to the Ravens. I've seen the Whoa. Titans are looking at moving D-Hop and Derrick Henry. I've seen that. Derrick Henry to the Eagles if they didn't have uh, DeAndre Swift balling as well as like he is. But, yeah, imagine. Imagine the, 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 the Eagles swift the Titans again and they got Derrick Henry. No, not going to happen. And D-Hop. No. <laughs> what if... What if the Cowboys made a run at one of those guys? I can see him making a run at D Hop. I th- he was, uh, I thought he was a target for them anyway in the offseason. This Maybe. whole, you know, we talked about it. This whole D Hop to the Titans thing just took me by so much surprise. It was a transfer portal. He's like, this is yeah. the team that can get me the money that I need. And then once it's time to go, I can go. Yeah, and now his contracts might be hard to move too. Maybe, but since it's a one-year deal, I think it's a one-year deal. Maybe I'm mixing him in the Odell trade, Odell deal. Odell's one. But I think because of the because of the nature of the contract, the Titans would just eat the signing bonus. So like you know, that the team getting him would have a smaller cap hit than D-Hop is actually making. So I think it actually would be quite doable. I could I see D-Hop being traded. Oh, for sure. I feel like it's a, almost a conclusion at this point. Unless you really think he's that important for evaluating Will Levis and Malik Willis. Levis is starting this week. I heard that they're going to be splitting time. That Titans, they're, they're just, they're. How about they trade a disaster train? <laughs> uh, yeah. Trade him to the Chargers. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Here we go with this Chargers talk. They need to be fixed, man. Stop wasting quarterbacks, Chargers. Like, good Lord. Um, but conversation for a different time. Uh, yeah. My. Last one from a trade standpoint, I got Brian Burns from the Panthers. I got him getting moved to the Rams. Rams needing to upgrade their pass rush. And they did offer a deal for Brian Burns last year, but the Panthers said no. Brian Burns is a beast. Um, Side note, but I've heard that, well, I read that he is not on the market. I believe it. aren't moving him, but. But yeah. Well, the only one I didn't say was, you know, I had listed Henry to the Bills, but I had Henry and Jacobs going to the Bills. So I chose Jacobs just to be a little different there. Did you have any spare ones, spare tires before we move along? No. Okay. All right. Well, then let's dive into week seven here real quick. And it was a, a rough week. If you were a good team hoping to beat a bad team, and it was a rough week, if you were me and Drake trying to make picks, I went six and seven straight up and uh, was five and eight against the spread. So it was a rough week. I think I went five and eight straight up. Awful week. Yeah, it was 
It was brutal. All the locks of the week, terrible. We're not I thought the locks. Raiders were a lock. Yep. I thought the Bills were a lock. I thought the Niners were a lock. Who else? There were some other uh, ones too. Yeah. I don't know. I the one that shocked me the most was uh New England beating the Bills. I mean, it, it shocked me because New England is just so bad. Um, but like obviously that's a rival matchup that anyone can win, I guess you could say. But yeah. for sure. And you know, shout out. Well, we'll get into it when we get a met the medalist, so I won't go too far into it. But shout out to just the you know the Patriots as a whole not quitting and you know coming right off the heels of Belichick's contract extension. That debate's over on if he's done, yeah. you know, which shout out. I mean yeah. let me uh I can take a little mini victory lap from that night so far. Yeah, I guess I mean he he's not out, but he's still <laughs> struggling right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like there's any relief coming as they are going to Miami this week, which we will, we will get through, but yeah, again, it was a rough week in the, in the NFL for a lot of different teams and a lot of players. And it's, you know, that's right before the trade deadline. It's, it's no accident. In my opinion, the bad teams all won this week. You know, the Broncos won beating my Packers, the Patriots won, the Vikings won the, the Bears won like all these bad teams. And it's something people always forget about when talking about all, oh, you know, who's better, who's going to win. At the end of the day, these are grown men. These are professionals that got pride and they're not cool with going one and seven and getting their asses kicked every week, especially right before the trade deadline when you might be fighting for your spot on your team or you're auditioning for other teams. Like people always kind of forget about that part of the game is that there's a lot of pride out there. There's no such thing as rollovers. There really isn't. Yeah. But medalists. Medalists. Let's bring it or up. Or do you got more do you want to you want to recap? No, let's get right into the medalists. And I am yeah, three I mean, quarterbacks. Three quarterbacks. Yeah. Okay. Well, Who's your bronze? Uh, at my bronze, someone who I almost just talked about, and that's Mac Jones, who played maybe the best game of his career, even though it wasn't like outstanding. But it was that game-winning touchdown for me that really did it. That was that was great. It almost I almost took him off just from his little celebration thing when he ran at Gasecki, and he's like doing like <laughs> this little thing with his legs, and like I was like, oh. Him and Gasecki are made for each other with bad celebrations. But Mac had a great game with his back against the wall. People saying that he needs to be benched for Malik Cunningham, that the Patriots are tanking for a quarterback. Might still be true. But for now, Mac, congratulations. Well, I like it. I hate Mac Jones. But my bronze was... Ha. Huh. Can you take a guess if, if I did one or two here? A team? Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Throw Taylor Swift in there. Yeah, and Taylor Swift. I mean, and Patrick Mahomes' wife. You know? Brittany Mahomes. Um, yeah. But 
obviously they had a great game. I think uh, Mahomes had four touchdowns. Kelsey had like 179 yards with like 10, 12 catches or something. Um, and they beat the Chargers, who I thought, you know, I picked the, the Chiefs, obviously, but I said that that game could have went either way. So I picked the Chargers. And it's, you know, I, I should have known that like, oh, you know, even though they play twice a year, every year, like how are they supposed to know that Kelsey's the number one target beats me? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I didn't I, know that. I thought, you know, I thought you got to be afraid of Kadarius Tony. Like, you know, he might go off <laughs> for one fifty. Uh, yeah. but no, they, they, they all balled excellent game. They put a stamp on the division and now the chiefs can be in cruise control the rest of the year. Honestly, and it's not even Halloween. No, <laughs> like Jesus, it's it's ridiculous. But and, you know. and it's not over. No, it's not over. Like it's just gonna keep getting worse for the rest of the league. Because like you, every year it's like the Chiefs start out, and you're like. This might be the year where they're just not that good. And then they start rolling in the middle of the season and it hits Thanksgiving. And I guess this year hits Halloween. And then it's like, yeah, this Chiefs team could be playing in the Super Bowl. Could be. Not there yet, but you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. they just get better as the season goes on. As most good teams do, they don't peak in September or beginning of October. So, but you know who back did to. Peak, though? Who? Never mind. We'll talk about it later. A lot of teams uh, have peaked already, but Drake, yep. we got it silver. Cameron Bynum. Oh. Two picks on, on Brock Purdy in two closing drives. That's true. Sealed the game. Won the game for him. Yeah. Probably two the first two picks on to, two closing drives. Yeah. Back to back, too. Like, that's back to back drives. That's impressive. They needed them both, too. Yep. I like that pick. Good pick. Um, I went with his teammate. I went with Kirk Cousins, who also had an excellent game. And what? Why is that so funny? Nothing. Kirk. Did you know I love Kirk? Kirk Cousins. Dude, I mean, okay, but let's be fair. Like, he had a great game. And it's against, obviously, an excellent Niners defense. And bonus points. Well, actually, I got two two more things here. Let's keep going, Kirk. No Justin yeah, Jefferson. Kirk. And then last last of which, prime time. You know, prime time, yeah. Kirk. He slayed his demons. I know. And he wore the chain. That's a top, top 10. 10. The top 10 chain. He's around there. It, probably. We're getting close to where um, – towards the mid season where I want to do another QB ranking and I want to get you in there to do it this time too, so that I'm not going, going out there unchecked. Uh, so I'll be kind of curious to see how that gets, but staying on, on track here, my wrapping up mine again, all quarterbacks here today for me, gold Lamar Jackson, awesome game, put himself right into the vaulted himself to maybe the top of the MVP race currently, like excellent game. Uh, Lamar was my goal too. Um, the yeah. only thing I want to add is that he kind of, you know, he pa- his passing was phenomenal against yep. a very good defense. Yeah, he was not a running back this weekend, so 
Nobody can say anything about that. He he was a phenomenal quarterback. I agree. I I my preseason pick was the Ravens to win it all. And season's not over. I'm I can't, you know, I'm not gonna do the opposite of what I did when talking about teams that I'm not as high on. Um, but like this is what I've been waiting for for them is for their offense to wake up and they did. And the defense has been excellent all year. Like they're a scary team. And, you know, as soon as they can keep fine tuning the offense and if they stay healthy, they will be, they will be dangerous once the playoffs roll around. Apparently they can only lose to the Steelers and Colts. I mean, that's the, that's the Ravens narrative though, is they lose, to scrub teams and they lose the close games. That's fair. Yeah. So, but, but they're a very good team. They really are. They're, they're the team that comes out the scariest right now. And, you know, right before Halloween, the, the purple and black looking pretty scary. Now, you know, someone's performance was scary in a bad way. Drake, we got to ask the question. Has Brock Purdy finally turned into a pumpkin? No. <laughs> oh, I no. mean, it's been two weeks. Two rough games without your number one receiver. I mean, no. I still stand by that he's a good quarterback. Hmm. But I mean, two weeks is is a lot in the in, in an NFL season, I guess. But it's just so funny that after we talked about it, it's like he had two bad games. So yeah, obviously, it, it's a good time to talk about it. But if we had if we had gone four or five weeks without talking about it, and he had these two bad games, it, it wouldn't have been a topic. It's just it's the timing. That's the, it, sports media. I know. And, you know, the Niners in general, like, yeah, Brock Purdy's been playing terrible. I will say that. He's had two terrible games. Um, and if he doesn't bounce back, I will 100% eat my words and say that I fell for it. Um, but I'm not I'm not going to say he's a terrible or a bottom-tier quarterback because of two bad games. Everyone has bad games. but And the Niners in general, have, they're banged up. You know, uh, defense hasn't played well either the last two games. Um, I guess they did play well the first one, but against the Vikings, they didn't play well. Um, McCaffrey's struggling with an injury, and you don't have Debo Samuel, you know. Hmm. Well, has he turned into a pumpkin? No. So I'm going to be fair to Brock. Like, obviously, this is what I've been saying is going to happen at some point as far as him turning into a pumpkin, having bad games, which has happened. But I do think the points you made are fair. You know, he's missing his number one receiver. And the Niners as a whole have been banged up a little bit. And they've had back-to-back games where teams just kind of brought it to them from a physicality standpoint. Now, this does further my belief that, Brock needs everything around him to be stellar. Otherwise he's not good, but I, I don't think just anyone can step in and do what he had been doing. I'm I, it'll take a lot 
for me to cross the line of labeling him as a top half starting quarterback in this league. But I'm also not going to sit here and pretend that he is Daniel Jones, you know, like he's somewhere in between there. Now, nothing new was brought to my attention. Like I already thought this way. Now I just have actual proof that like, again, he needs everything to be right for him to actually look like a good quarterback. And that being said, he still had some nice plays on Monday night football. Um, You know, there were still some positives. It was just the end of the game. That was terrible. You know, and I actually thought that that last pick on that last drive, that was a good ball. It's just Cameron Bynum made a great play on the ball. He jumped probably six or seven feet in the air to get that ball. You know, um, it's it, it was a bad decision, but it was like it was a good ball. You know, mm-hmm. um, where if if you didn't have Cameron Bynum make that athletic play, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been a pick, anyways. But but yeah, um, it's the system. It always has been the system. That's why the 49ers are always good because that system is good. That system is made to make you know, bottom half quarterbacks be good. Yeah. But I will say that I, I, I do think that Brock Purdy is doing it in that system. The best that we've seen. Now, if you, if you put Kirk cousins in that system, Oh my God, <laughs> that'd be, you know, Super yeah, Bowl. That'd, it, it, yeah, it'd be way, it'd be better, but you know, and that's what been their my options main are and, and what, Jimmy G did. Um, I think Brock Purdy is a good quarterback because he's doing it. He he's do well. He before the last two weeks he was doing it flawlessly, and you know the the pick thing had to come to an end, and it did. But you know he's still he he's still doing it well. Yeah, and I was going to say this week would be a huge test for him, but obviously he's, you know, in all likelihood not playing with being in concussion protocol, and we'll we'll see Sam Darnold on how he can do within that system. Uh, we'll get to that game a little bit later, but last point I have on Purdy is one of the main points of evidence that I have in terms of me believing that he's not good is Kyle Shanahan, from just the decisions he makes – I don't know if he trusts them. I really don't. And I don't know if that's Shanahan's attitude about all quarterbacks or, or just like getting in his way basically. But like, like I even go back to the Cowboys game where they, you know, murked the Cowboys. Like they got the ball back under two minutes in the first half when it was still kind of a game. And the Niners went super conservative. They're like, let's run the clock out. Like, let's just do that. Like, I, we're not going to ruin it. We're not going to let our quarterback ruin it per se. Now you can make the argument that like, Oh, they're in control. Why would you give up control? But if you had someone who was good, as far as in like a, you know, a Lamar, a Burrow, a Tua, a Hertz, a whoever, you're going to go try to get points. And whenever you have the chance, like that's what you're going to do. And I think stuff like that tells me that Kyle Shanahan does think that Brock Purdy is not, I don't want to say not the answer, but he's like, he's not the bus driver. Like he is the, he's the lever puller. Like, you know, Shanahan's going to draw it up perfectly and he'll trust him to, to, you know, follow direction. But when it's time to start to actually do it on your own, that makes Kyle a little nervous. Do you follow the only only reason I'm going to disagree with that 
is not because of Brock Purdy, but it's because I've studied that offense inside and out. You know that. Um, I just think that's the, the 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 coaching style of Shanahan. He's very conservative when it comes to that. Like you said, they're up. They own the clock. That's what he's going to do. Now, I'm not saying it's because he – maybe he doesn't trust Brock Purdy, but I it, if any you put any quarterback in that situation, and I think that the way Kyle Shanahan coaches – he's going to do the same thing. Hmm. Maybe. Then again, he's never had a special quarterback. That's the thing, no. too. Maybe, like, yeah, you put an elite quarterback on there, maybe that changes, but with the the media, mediocre quarterbacks and the, the system quarterbacks, that's what he's going to do. Yeah. Well, I don't want to spend too much time on Purdy because, again, this is the third week in a row that we're talking about him. Yeah. Um, Let's let's go to some of the other teams that were more newsworthy, but really because of the things that went wrong. And we'll, you know, starting with Purdy's team, the Niners, the Bills, and the Dolphins have all had some very recent stumbles. For the Niners, it's back-to-back losses. For the Bills, it's they lost only one, but they should have lost to the Giants. And beating the Giants by five is an indictment in of itself. Uh, so there's that. And then the Dolphins, who lost, obviously, to the Eagles pretty handedly and not too long ago lost to the Bills, so have started to see a little trend. Those three teams, with their recent stumbles, they looked like world beaters early on. We're going to go one by one with them. What's the concern level for them, one to five, starting with the Niners? Drake, where do you got? Um, the Niners, I think I, – I, that's a one. Um, a name that we didn't even mention, you know, they're missing Trent Williams too, you know? Mm. Um, and that really shows because, again, not to talk too much on Brock Purdy, but they're getting to him every play. I've said it the last two weeks. Um, but they're banged up. I definitely don't think it's panic time for, for the Niners. Yeah. I agree. I, I put – 1.5. <laughs> and <laughs> basically what I said is they're they're the same team as last year like almost across the board, you know, in terms of like what they truly are, which you know that's a team that was in the conference championship and you can argue if it wasn't the you know the elbow game, then maybe they, you know, maybe they're right there with the Eagles. But my only reason that it's not purely a 1 and it's a 1.5 is because you should be a little concerned that like over the course of the season, guys are going to be out. And it does seem like when things aren't perfect, you're not the world beaters that you normally are. Like, it's not like you're bad. You lost to a, a really tough Browns team where you had a chance to win and missed the field goal. You lost to a Vikings team who's desperate. And, you know, they were, they were at home, obviously. So, like, it's not embarrassing losses, but it really just shows you how small the margin of error is. And that is, again, why I have to harp on the fact that they should have kept Robbie Gold. Another missed kick the other or the other <laughs> night. Like, Yeah. It, they should but, have kept so, Robbie Gold. I agree. So long, you know, grand scheme of things, I still think they're going to win that division. I still think they'll win 12, 13 games. But, again, it does show that, like, you know, even if Debo comes back, like if Ayuk goes out, if Kittle goes out, which is not – not unlikely like this is a very injury prone team typically and it does seem if they're missing one of their core guys on offense that they do struggle yeah how about buffalo hmm. buffalo 
I got them at a, a three. So I thought you were going to say a zero. <laughs> oh, no chance. You know, I, I've had questions on Buffalo, like kind of similar yeah. to you. And it's already been an up and down season, like kind of like it normally is. But it's really the fact that the run game, it's still awful. The defense is banged up now. And I saw this meme that is the most accurate thing I've seen in my entire life. And it said, the problem with Josh Allen is that he is, he is exactly as good as who he is. He, as who he is playing, playing against. against. Oh my God. Yeah. But yeah, you know what I mean? Like, and it's so true. Like when he's playing, you know, Terod Taylor and the giants, he looks like he's, he's at like that same level when he's playing Mac <laughs> Jones, he's on that level. When he's playing Mahomes, he rises to the occasion. And it, it's accurate. Like it, it, you know, I play the same way. <laughs> right. You do. And the Steelers yeah, used to have that problem for a little while, like in the killer B yeah. days. Yep. Um, Buffalo, Buffalo, I gave a four. Oh, because you know how I am with Buffalo. And I just think it's going to be the same thing as it is every year. It just, I don't see any difference in the team, you know, like you said, they're going to, well, you know, with that, that meme, it's very accurate. You know, they're going to be in contention with these good teams, you know, might squeak some wins out and then they'll, they'll lose some and then they'll beat the bad teams, but they'll look awful. And then when it comes to the playoffs, it's a wrap. It's just it's the same Bills team. Nothing has has changed. Nothing's got better for me. So yeah, it's. I don't see any reason for me to be like to have any sort of faith in the Bills. No, everyone always falls for the September first. Yeah, yeah, and I don't because it's the same thing. Stephon Diggs is a beast. Josh Allen can be good. Their defense is, is good. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's tough. And I think it's one of those situations to where, like, you know, like they'll still probably make the playoffs, right? And they might win a playoff game. But at some level or at some point, is that good enough? Is it time where you no. just simply need – a change like you need a new voice you need a new coach you need a new scheme whatever it is like at some point you got to shake the snow globe otherwise you're just going to look the exact same as you've been i think you're exactly right it's the same old bills like they can look like the best team in the league one week and then they can look totally incompetent the next yep and then what will happen is um like you said they'll win the playoff game and then they'll meet patrick mahomes and they'll lose (laughs) pretty much how about the Dolphins staying in the same division? Dolphins gave a two because okay. they're they rely on that explosiveness and that speed of that offense, and obviously it's it's the same thing too. Like if Tyreek is on, they're good. You know, um, yeah. if Mozart's on, they're good. Obviously, most their run game wasn't on uh, against the Eagles. No, no now, one's in usually when, when the run game is on. Yeah, true. Basically, I just don't think that they have anything to worry about because they are 
a score 40 team or mm-hmm. score 20 and lose, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's like in basketball, you live by the three, you die by the three. Yep. Yeah, Miami comparison. lives by the speed and dies by the speed. So speed I still kill. think they're, they're good. Obviously. Um, same thing with like the bills. Um, and I, I do think that they, I think that Miami is more likely to get in the playoffs and win games than the Bills are. Hmm. Not because, you know, I think that the, the, the Dolphins are better. Like, I just don't think that the – like, I don't think that there's any part of the Dolphins that stink. I just think it, it is like a live by the three, die by the three situation. Yeah, type that's of fair. Team. And, and, and um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I get it. I'm not mad at it. for For me, I want a tick above. I want. A, I want a two point five here. So, I know I, I was like so. I was like a three feels too mean, but a two is not you know sounding the alarm enough. So I have them in between the the Niners level of concern on the low end of the spectrum and the Bills on the higher end. I got the Dolphins splitting the splitting the difference, and the reason is is. I still think they're an excellent team. I think they're a team that can, you know, blow out teams, you know, even, even pretty good to good teams. My yeah. main concern is you have a clear weakness teams that can out physical you and have talent to match you. They're going to punk you and they're going to beat you. And they're yeah. all two in those games this year and teams that qualify at that. And once it gets down to it, that's who you're going to play. You're going to play the Bills. You're going to play the Chiefs. You're going to play the Ravens, the Jags, whoever it might be. And can you fix that problem? I don't know if you can fix like toughness, like within a season, like Mm -hmm. they might just be a little too pretty, you know, like, yeah, live by the three, die by the three is kind of like, like you're saying, but like imagine putting that style up against like, you know, the, the nineties bulls, like, you know, like if you're, you're just not going to win that. No. Like even and if you I got mean, the analytics and math on your side, like at the end of the day, you got to lace them up same as the other team and you got to go do business. Yeah. And I mean, you know, their defense is awful. Like there's just no getting right. around that. At least they get so, Ramsey back, but Yeah. I, I mean, that should help. Well. I I actually – I kind of disagree because their corners right now are getting toasted. I don't know who plays opposite of um, Howard. I don't know who it is, but he stinks. I'm trying to remember. I don't know, but sh- does it make you better for sure? But does it make you – But does it, it fix better? your – no, it doesn't fix your your problem, um, but and the offense only scored seventeen. Like that's the problem too. Is that like you know all these defenses that can punk you? Like, could, are you going to lose a game twenty four to twenty when you have a, an offense that's going to end up being top five all time? Like, like in terms of like stats over the course of the season, like that's not a great combination to have. Like again, I still think they're an excellent team and. They're going to blow the doors off a lot of people and even some good teams. I think they, you know, they're just going to destroy. I'm really curious to see how they match up with the jets later on in the year. Like, you know, cause last year the jets beat the dolphins. That might've been when Tua was out. 
Cater Kohu. Ah, yeah. He was good last year. He's questionable. And then they have Cam Smith. I forgot they have Eli Apple. Oh, yeah. Burnt toast. Yeah. Inconsequential. Uh, but well, past the concern meter, like enough, this next one could have been right up on there, you know, and talking about the Lions. But specifically, I want to break down the game because, you know, Ravens-Lions was obviously – you know, it, it seemed like it could have been game of the week just from how the teams match up, but the Ravens stopped them. And I specifically want to ask, like, how legit are each of these teams? Like, how do we feel about the real chances from a contending standpoint for the Ravens and the Lions? I think they're both legit, you know. Um, I think that the Lions – I mean, I don't think the Lions are, like, Eagles legit, but I don't think they're, like, the Vikings last year, you know. Um, I think they're somewhere in the middle where they could win a playoff game. Um, and if they do go all in, like we kind of talked about, they could win a playoff game and maybe give the second round a run, a work, some work. And then I think the Ravens are legit. I think let's start positive. I think the Ravens like their a game is the scariest in the league. Now, I'm not saying they're the best team in the league because they're not. They're inconsistent on offense and their receivers are still a work in progress and their running, you know, their running game is a bunch of guys. Um, so I'm not saying they're the best, but at their peak, like very scary. Like Lamar at his best is almost unstoppable with his escape ability and the vision he seems to be developing. And I like Zay Flowers a lot. Mark Andrews is an absolute beast, and that defense is dominant. So Ravens, super legit. Never question that. That's one of the things I've been right about so far this year as far as them being really good. Um, The Lions, now, legit, it depends. I think the picture you painted, I could get on board with. You know, like playoff team, win a playoff game. I believe that. I think, you know, they're fun. They're a fun team. They're a great story. They're cute. You know, like they they got all this stuff going for them. But at the end of the day, they're not the Eagles. They're not the Niners. They're not, obviously not the Ravens, as we just saw. I, they're just in that next tier, you know, they're on that level with like the, probably like the Cowboys and the Seahawks. Like those are good teams. And for the Lions, that's higher than you've been in decades. So, you know, it's no reason to like, you know, be mad about, but they do need they need something to unlock to get to that next tier because so far they've been mostly beating up on mid teams, you know, the Falcons, the the Packers, the Panthers, the whoever. Like, I want to see them beat a good team. Like, obviously they beat the Chiefs week one, but there was no Kelsey, there was no Chris Jones. What's going for the Lions is they have an easy schedule. They could get the one seed, even if they are only pretty good because they have the Bears twice, the Vikings twice, the Packers one more time, the Broncos. Like, it's pretty soft, man. Uh, But they do have the Cowboys later on, and that'll be a game I'm really paying attention to. So sum it up, I'm on the same page as you there, but I have concerns. I agree. I think that game would be be a good game. I think so. Lions, Lions, uh, Cowboys? Yeah. Because I think the Cowboys are, like you said, the same tier as the Lions. Yep. Now, 
obviously I went into the year higher on the the Cowboys than most. And maybe they, you know, either of these teams, any of these teams, obviously, like they can, you know, they can hit the stride and keep going. Like we're not even the halfway point of the season. Last year at this time, the Jags were two and five, and the Lions were one and six. Like you know, shit happens in the NFL. Like it's it's never over until until it's over. Any given Sunday. Any given. It's a saying for a reason. Right now, any given Sunday for the Packers needs to improve. Packers have hmm. lost three straight after a two and one start to the season. And for a lot of Packers fans, they are losing their minds. And uh, before I kind of go into my side in terms of how or where I'm at with the Packers, Drake, from an outside perspective, where's your head? Dude. <sighs> the Packers suck, man. I'm sorry to, to 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 I don't know if I'm the one informing you of this, but they suck. Uh, as long again, as long as you have Joe Barry, you're terrible. Um, Jordan Love hasn't looked good. I apologize again if I'm the one who's giving you that information. Um, your run game hasn't looked good. Don't know if you've noticed. Um, your offensive line is garbage. I know it's not your starting offensive line, but it's what you got right now, so you can't you can't live off a fairy tale of something that you don't have on the field right now. Um your defense has weapons. Like you guys have stars on your defense. But your offensive coordinator, I mean your defensive coordinator and my offensive coordinator should be sitting together on a couch somewhere in like Ohio um somewhere. But, um, yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate you laying it on easy, laying it on thick there. Um, so I went into the year, and so did many Packers fans, wanting to kind of double dip. Like, we knew this was a rebuilding year, but we're like, hey, hopefully it's a rebuilding year. We squeak into the playoffs. Like, you know, we wanted it yeah. both ways. And, you know, season's not done, but it's looking like it's more of the rebuilding year because some stuff just doesn't look right. Um, I'm still – jury's still out on Jordan Love. I like a lot of what I've seen, but I've hated a lot of what I've seen too. So I – right now my main concern has been play calling. I have not liked that whatsoever. It's been very plain. The Packers have come out flat every week since – Actually, every week, honestly, like even the games we've won, we started pretty slow against the Bears and against the Saints. And I, I would say the that silver Saints lining. Game was, Saints the game Saints was game was, yeah, it, it was, yeah. Anyway, and that's sorry. What I want silver to see lining. More. We've got. It seems like Jordan Love, once he gets in a rhythm, he's got it. He just got to keep it going, keep it going, keep her moving, keep her moving. But when it's not like it takes a little bit for him to get going. You know, like we have too many three and outs, just way too many three and outs. Now, part of that is Aaron Jones being not fully healthy, not being able to use him all the way, but it is also the O-line not being good. Like you said, it's the weapons being inconsistent and it's the play calling being downright bad and very questionable throughout. So I don't, I by no means have liked the product that I've been seeing. And you know, I am king of that bus in terms of Joe Barry needs to be gone. 
it's not even the defense's fault. It's the offense, man. And are these mistakes correctable? I think so. But man, we gotta we gotta figure something out just to at least not look dead for two quarters at a time. Like you can't win football games that way. Like we 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 did against the Saints, but we it was a missed field goal away from losing that game too. So I'm not panicking saying that we're dumb for trading Rodgers and that the season's over. Jordan loves terrible. Like I'm not that guy. I'm not, you know, three weeks ago, I was singing about how things are looking good. So I'm not going to just throw that all away. However, I do want to see improvement across the board. So season's not over. Another chance again this Sunday. Let's see what we got. Now, something you like, you guys just haven't looked good all year. You know, you won games. You just haven't looked good all year. Jordan Love's talented. Yeah, I'll say that. Cool. Um, I don't know if you guys struck gold again, though. But it's. It, I, I would say it's still too early to tell. Right. But the decision-making is just not there. You know, that's something you would be able – that's something you should you can see, you know, decision making. Obviously, it's something you can develop, but like over how much time, you know, how much time do you have to develop right. decision making good decisions? How much time do you have to develop a head on your shoulders? You know, and I just don't think the decision making is is there. Yeah. It's not awful, but like it's got to be better if you guys want to have a good offense. Right. And it could and- play into the the play calling. You know, that's something that you would see more than me. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And to, so how I felt originally about Jordan love after three weeks was actually the opposite. I was like, I like every read he's making. He misses some throws. Like he's not super accurate quite yet, but he makes the right reads. But then that Raiders game, all of a sudden it kind of like just, it just flipped like he was making bad reads. So to me, the way I perceive that is either it's a result of us running into failures and he's two in his head, or maybe it's the Justin Fields thing where he's saying the coach is too much in his head. I, either way, it's not a great sign in and of itself, but jury's still out. And I'm old enough to remember Aaron Rodgers' first year. Like he had really good numbers by the end of the season, but we went six and 10 and we were like, Oh, and six in one score games. And that's the silver lining is that at very least, if Jordan love is the guy he's getting practice in these close games, like in tough, tough moments where it's not easy. Like nothing's been easy for the Packers post week one. So can we improve? Yeah. And I, I sure obviously hope so. I'm not, I'm not going to write it off and I'm a ride or die, but definitely some things that are a little concerning that, that I want to see cleaned up respectable now on the flip side drake do you have an offensive coordinator now no (laughs) you scored 20 points that doesn't happen to you for you guys unless the defense scores yeah no Mm -mm. no just no no i agree (laughs) still terrible dude um why does it take you to the fourth quarter to give pickens the ball why does it take us until the fourth quarter to, you know, not punt? There's a lot of the, a lot of Kenny, Kenny Pickett audibles that I'll be saying, and I'm starting to like Kenny Pickett. It does look more. all right. 
I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, he 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 does. He looks okay. He looks like, like he's not. You know, I don't know. I like I said, like I've always said, I'm not giving up on him because of our offensive coordinator, and our right. offense is terrible. But now I think we're I think we're gonna be good. I think we're still good. But um, yeah, no. <laughs> Do we have an offensive coordinator? No. Okay. I just Same see page. a. <laughs> I see an AI hologram sitting up there that doesn't cheer every time we score because he's like, that was I meant to lose four yards. Yeah. <laughs> You're supposed to lose four yards and kick like, man, field. I had this second and 14 play drawn up. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Well, good then. So we can stay on track timing wise and get to our last topic, Drake. And that's, that's our P that's our picks for week eight. You know, Again, we're coming off a rough week, so let's uh let's turn in this let's turn this car around and get back on the on the the train of winning. Man, I hope so. Me too. Uh, a lot Last of big spreads this week, which yeah. is scary. Yeah, great. Yeah, great is right. Uh, first up, Thursday night game, we've got Tampa Bay at Buffalo. Two teams coming off of losses. Bills are favored by eight and a half. Drake, I don't know if you believe in either of these teams. I don't. So, like, it's hard for me because, you know what? It's Baker Mayfield versus Baker Mayfield, and who's got the better supporting cast? I would say I guess I'm going to have to roll with Buffalo. Oh, okay. Buffalo. I got the Bills, too, 27-20. To me, this feels like either the Bills' comeback game to where they win by 40 or it's another like, man, what is going on here? And then they barely escape, you know, barely escape with a win. So, oh, or it's a, a scary game to bet on. Or it's a wow. Baker Mayfield versus Baker Mayfield is real, and Tampa Bay just won because Tampa Bay's defense is good. Maybe. And Josh I, Allen throws two picks. Yeah, I mean that's that's. That's within the realm of possibility. I'm kind of hedging my bet here. I picked the Bills straight up, but I picked the Bucks to cover. So yeah, we'll see. We will see. I think that's I think that's a fair way to go. Because it's like the the Buccaneers still do stink a little, most for the most part, but kind of. But yeah, all right. Okay. Well, now this next game is New York. New York played in New Jersey. Uh, technically, the Giants are the home team. Not that it matters in MetLife slash JetLife Stadium, but uh, we got Jets Giants, and the Jets are favored by a field goal coming off the bye. Can I just pick New York? No. <laughs> I mean, I guess I got to go with the Jets, right? Even though the Giants' defense has played well the last two weeks, it has. I'll say that. Um. There's got to be an upset somewhere, right? Does that mean you haven't picked any other upsets? <laughs> I'll pick. I, I got the Jets. I got Jets too, twenty to sixteen. And if uh, if Daniel Jones plays, twenty to ten. <laughs> uh, next up here, though, we got the Jags and Steelers in Pittsburgh. Jags are two and a half point favorites on the road. Drake, you haven't picked against the Steelers all year. It's not starting this week either. That's not it. starting this week either. Yeah, no, that's it. I got the Steelers. Wow. Duh. Well, 
I will pick against the Steelers for the second time this year now. I got the Jags 24-16. Um, really, my I think this will be an ugly game. I think this will be a grinder. And really, really my main reasoning is that, like, while, like, I picked you guys to beat the Rams, like, I thought you guys could do enough on offense to take advantage of a mediocre defense. The Jags defense is legit. And Matt Canada might take three quarters to get a hundred yards of offense. Like, I don't know. A hundred uh, would be a miracle if by three quarters. Wow. As long as all of them are pickings, that's fine for me. Fantasy team needs it. All right. So that's our first disagreement of the, of the day so far. We've got a, a rematch now with the Eagles and the Commanders, this time in Washington. Eagles are six-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. This game last time went to OT. I got I got the Eagles. They're in it now. <laughs> they figured it out. Yeah. Uh, Eagles 28-20, covering just barely. Uh, this next game, kind of curious to see what your thoughts are, but we got Rams at Cowboys. Cowboys coming off the bye, and they are six and a half point favorites. Dallas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh I got the Cowboys too. I got them 23-17. Yeah. So I actually picked the Rams to cover by half a point. So that's always yeah. uh threading the needle. I just don't know about the Rams, man. I know. I like some of their pieces, but I don't know what it is. They're just uh, missing something, missing something. But at least they're not like a total train wreck like people thought they would be. Well, we've got the hot team of the week coming off a massive upset. We've got the Minnesota Vikings coming to Green Bay. Vikings are slim favorites on the road by a point and a half. I got the Vikings. Well, you know where I'm going. Yeah. I mean I got uh I got the Packers 23-20. It's hard it's to win. To be wrong sometimes. Wow, sometimes. The last week I was wrong seven times. Um, but <laughs> uh I, this was a game where I kind of put more thought into it than I would have, you know, thought I was going to two weeks ago when you know Packers were two and one and the Vikings were all in three. Um however I, know. I still do feel good about it. I know what I know what the reasoning is too. They're dome team in their outdoor. It's, it's in Lambeau, yeah. No, not necessarily. It's still warm out. Like actually, it will be dropping pretty significantly by the time this game rolls around. So, so maybe, maybe. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I feel like it might be a wake up game for the Packers. At least that's what I'm rooting for. So maybe that's a little heart overhead, but. Last week we went with the head and it it brought us to six and seven. So maybe we need to switch it up a little bit. Uh, next up here we've got the the Arthur Smith revenge game. Falcons going at the Titans. Falcons two and a half point favorites on the road. Since uh, apparently the Titans are experimenting with two quarterbacks, I've got to take Atlanta. Agreed. I think it's going to be a very ugly, ugly game of the battle of running backs. And I got the Falcons 20 to 16. So not, oh. not going to be a great game. It's, I mean, I mean, it might be exciting coming down to the end, but in terms of quality of football, those are some bad quarterbacks playing, man. Some bad quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah. 
Next up, we've got the Patriots coming off a huge win. Bill Belichick's 300th in the regular season, but he's got to follow it up with going to a pissed off Miami Dolphins team in Miami. And Miami is a nine and a half point favorite. Um, yeah. This is a game, too, I wanted to pick an upset with. Um, but I, I no, can't do Miami. <laughs> Ooh, man, I can't. I can't step on this uh, this landmine again. I picked the Patriots the first time, so I can't do it again. Um, Dolphins, 28-17. I do think the Patriots will make them work for it, but Patriots offense just isn't good enough to take advantage of that Dolphins defense. So Dolphins, and I got them covering. Actually, hold the phone. Yeah, no, I got them covering. All right. <laughs> Not by a lot, but they do. Next up, we got Battle of the Dome teams. We got the Saints at the Colts. Colts are favored by a point and a half. Saints. Unless Olave doesn't play because he got arrested. That's fair. Speed McGee. Um, but I guess he was going 70 though, at 35. Yeah. I mean, it could be worse. Could, could be. be. going like 130 I mean, and a 70, you know. What did uh, – Jordan Addison got flicked too, so that's true. That was off season, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't think that'll be a big Saints. Yeah, I got Saints twenty three twenty, kind of a pride game that they barely get, you know, that they barely take. Saints don't look all that great, and the Colts are feisty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that I mean, be- Gardner Minshew, man, it's pretty pretty all right. He had a good game. Yeah, he did. Now we'll see if he can follow it up with another good game because the game before that, he was awful. Maybe he's just an every-other-week guy. Uh, yeah, it's going to – I already know I'm going to fold and start him in fantasy this week, and he's going to give me three <laughs> points. <laughs> so it goes. All right, we've got the – next up, we've got the battle of the top two picks, Texans at Panthers. Texans are three-point favorites on the road. I'm going to pick the better – quarterback of the two i've got houston okay i'm picking the upset i'm getting it the panthers are finally gonna win one it's that pride factor again drake the game before the trade deadline i got panthers 26 24 and maybe they're lucky to win it but i just i got a little feeling a little feeling that feeling will have me hooked on a feeling i don't know something along those lines <laughs> something i mean gut feeling go with it gut feeling okay now this uh next game is kind of an interesting one but we've got browns coming off another hard fought w going at seattle seattle is favorited by three and a half i'm kind of actually a little surprised it's not a bigger spread Uh, what's his name is playing again? PJ, not Deshaun Watson. Yeah, yep. So I've got Seattle, but then again, I don't know, man. Do you know? Dude, I don't know, man. Dude, that, this that feels Browns like a trap. Defense, I know what I does. think about it. It feels like a trap. Three and a half points. Like, I bet you 90% of the money is on the Seahawks covering. They're gonna be like, oh, Watson's out. Like, you know, the, the Seahawks are good. Like, and dude, I got the Browns. Yeah, I'm. A, I got the Browns. I, I'm. I got the Browns. 
100%. I got the Browns. We already talked about Geno Smith not stepping up in the pocket. That's what's got me scared, dude. He might give them two touchdowns from that. Yeah, I've got the Browns. No going back now. I said it. Fuck it. Audible. I got the Browns, too. I'm just going to flip the score I had on here. I got Browns 20-14. to 14. Wow. I like okay. it. I like how we talked through it. Yeah. Oh, man. We maybe both flipped, too. <laughs> we both flipped, too. Imagine the Seahawks win where people are like, idiot. This is how you lose bets. <laughs> this is exactly how. You think about it too much. Yeah. Sometimes Jazz do. You just got to do your gut feeling on stuff. But, yep. We're past it. It's out there. It's in the ether. It is written down in stone. Uh, next up, this is a pretty this game not quite as good. I wonder if the line moved since I wrote it originally. But uh, Cincinnati at San Fran and the Niners are five and a half point favorites. Now that might have been before the news of Darnold. So I don't know if that line has moved. I might actually take a peek. This again. Um... I'm gonna skip this game. I'm skip. gonna use my uh, my um, my Uno skip card. Who says you get an Uno skip card? I do because you know what this game just relies on so much. Line um, went down. Two. It went down to three and a half points, so it went down two points. So apparently, just... Brock Purdy's worth two points more than uh, than <laughs> Darnold. You know, this game just relies on a lot. Is Trent Williams playing? Is McCaffrey fully healthy? Debo's out, I believe. Um, Fred Warner was banged up. Sam Darnold stinks. (laughs) Are the Bengals back? You know, like, Uno skip card. Wow. Okay. Well, I will pick. I've got, I'll take the Bengals. I'll take the Bengals. I'll take the Bengals. I'm going to audible this one, too. I wrote down San Fran, but that was before I found out that um, Darnold was playing. But Cincinnati. Um, I'm going to stick with the Niners. I thought this would be a close game regardless. I'll, I'll just stick with it. Niners 23-21. Um, I think, they, I think they're going to feel a little sense of urgency as a team. And... We'll see. You know, we'll see. You know, that is a hard one. I I don't think I would bet on that game. It's a tough game. But then McCaffrey, if he plays, he'll tear up that Cincinnati defense. Whatever. I said the, the, the Cincinnati. Yeah, I wouldn't bet on this game at all, so I don't even care about this one. Absolutely not. Even though it'll I'm gonna, be probably a good game. I'm going to skip this one on my uh, when I count my record. Rude. All right. Uh, next up is one you're definitely not going to see. Chiefs. Okay. Yep. So Chiefs, <laughs> the audience are favored by seven and a half on the road against Denver. I've also got the Chiefs and I do have them covering. So nothing to go into depth there. Though, to be fair, it one. seems like the games that we like skip past the fastest are the ones that end up in us upsets. I know. So, so let's beware. just spend two minutes talking about the Chiefs real quick. Just so that they don't lose. <laughs> yeah. Um, this next one I'm going to skip past too. No, you are not. The wait, what the the Ravens like, Cardinals? Yeah, like I'm just gonna go ahead and say Ravens, and then 
move on to the next one. All right. Well, Ravens are on the road, eight and a half point favorites. I've also got the Ravens and I've got them covering pretty easily. Okay. All right. On yeah, the next. There we go. Yeah. Dude, these last games are, are terrible. The next game is Chicago at the Chargers. Chargers, eight and a half point favorites at home. Chargers. Yeah. Chargers. Unless this uh, Bears quarterback is. No. You know. No. <laughs> okay. Let me be fair and nice for a second. Shout out. Just, you know, being able to step in from Shepherd University and getting a W against an NFL team in your first career start. Absolute shout out and shout out to the Bears. On a terrible team. On a terrible team. However, now you're going to play a team that actually knows how to score. So, like, you know. Good luck. So, yeah. I got so, the Chargers by 65. Okay. I've got the Chargers by 14. <laughs> They're still the Chargers. Let's be real. Yeah, that's true. All right, now last game of the week, Raiders Lions Lions eight and a half points at home. I wonder, Lions Lions by twenty plus. Yeah, Pride game. Yeah, the last four games we could have just you know done in half or two seconds. Yeah, I don't know though. Did we just set all those teams up for failure? (laughs) I we might have. Uh, All right, let's go Denver. Oh my god. If that is a thing, then I'm going to start being strategic. <laughs> yeah. If that's a thing, I might start betting on the ones that we skip past. Not a bad idea. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's going to be a wrap. Uh, what we had prepared for episode 43 here today. Yeah. The Mopey Seeker episode. The Mopey Seeker episode. That's the title. Boom. Write it down. Boom. Type it down. But yeah, that's that's a wrap. Excited to see how our picks play out this week, or if all these you know throwaway games end up being the games of the week, like it has been apparently for us. And that's excited to gross. get what if it would t- definitely be gross if we came It'd on here gross. and talked about the Bears and the the, the Chargers and the ch- Chargers. Well, the, the Bears and the Chargers game is what I meant. Like oh. if we had to come on here and be like, oh yeah, the Bears Chargers games, blah blah blah. <laughs> lame hopefully not hopefully we're coming on here to talk about how we nailed that browns pick i know and that no man hopefully i come on here and i'm like haha cincinnati i'm a Bengals fan just kidding never ever never ever all right well that's a wrap on episode 43 thank you everyone as always for joining in and again make sure to check us out on instagram youtube and spotify all at mad talk sports to see all of our great content we're excited to come back to you next week victor women yama episode